0: Śrīla hmm. Gurudev ki jai, श्रीमान Mahaprabhu ki jai, jai. Shishri Gormitananda ki jai. jai, Shri Harinam Sankirtan ki jai, jai. Vil Bab Mahots की Shishri Radharamanji ki jai, Vil Bab Mahots की Shila, बाप Puri श्रीला ki jai, Vil Bab Mahots बाप Shila, Srinivasa ki jai, jai. Gaur ki jai, jai. Gaur Hmm. So again, good evening to all of you, my pranam, my pleasure, my good fortune to share with you in three dimensions, so it's interesting experience, <laughs> online as well. <laughs> so welcome to all of you, and um, today we are celebrating uh, many things, actually. Every single day is a celebration for us, the very word kirtan could be translated as celebration, Basically, it's, it's, it's a, like an unavoidable fact of being full. When you are full, you start to overflow, and that that's called celebration. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, my Guru Mahal will say, now, in this world we are moving out of necessity, there is some existential void here and there, and so sometimes we look for someone to fill that void. Now, we will look for some partner, we see oh, that partner has the exact same form of my existential void. It's like a piece of the puzzle, and I try to make it fit exactly. But interestingly, the other person is looking at me in the same way. <laughs> Each one has a particular puzzle form, but generally the puzzle never fits at the end. So we are trying to fill our existence, although boy moving here and there, out of emptiness. But the point is when we are full, another movement is created out of fullness. We are empty, we move trying to fulfill ourselves. Sometimes some traditions will say... Why moving? Just sit. Why? Stop. Shanti, shanti, be in peace. No need to move. No need to, to, to run. In, in depth of movement, we call karma. Out of depth, we run, we chase. We are being chased, and we are chasing. <laughs> That's karma. No? And above that is peace. Peace, shanti. No more chase, no more chasing, being chased. But above that is, as my gurmash will say, peace and love. Like they did in the 60s. There are (laughs) two things. Peace. And above peace, love. Mm. So love creates its own movement. Love means, I'm not empty. I'm not only in peace, but I'm full. And I'm so full that I cannot just sit. But I need to celebrate.
1: Mm.
0: So love means a celebratory movement, basically. And that's kirtan for us. Kirtan means celebratory movement. Even if we are sitting as we were, there is something some celebratory movement going on here and sometimes it takes the whole body to, to move that's the, the idea but no, no. internal movement takes us to external movement <clears throat> so uh, I was saying this because we are my point is our whole daily life ideally is a celebratory movement so it's like re- redundant when we say okay we are celebrating something today what about yesterday and what about tomorrow and what about every single second in our life so in our kirtan philosophy uh every single day is is, is a celebration um <clears throat> our very deities from our altar you can see they're like this huh? celebrating basically that's the, the whole idea they are overflowing 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 that starts to Sprinkle others, and that's why we are here basically. (laughs) That's why we're idea of of sharing this with others. Prachar. Prachar means you're so full in yourself that starts to overflow and sprinkles others and transforms other hearts. Others' hearts. That was a movement, celebratory movement of Sri Chaitanya Dev. He was so full of himself in the wood sense of the term, because in English (laughs) you say that in a negative sense. You are too (laughs) full of yourself. He was so full in himself, that's a proper way, sorry, uh-huh. that um, just by seeing him, one, one will experience conversion, epiphany, if you will. So, but on top of that daily celebration, we have some specific celebration on the particular day we are meeting today. So to add further celebration, there is no limit to that. And we are celebrating the appearance day for certain special personalities. And today we chose to speak about one of them because, I mean, it would be too much to speak about all of them, Sri Acharya, mm-hmm. Madhavendra Puri, Paramesh But today we have chosen to speak about Sri Sri Radha Raman. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I imagine some of you may have been coming for <coughs> first time or first times to these topics. So this may be not the most introductory lecture of, of your life, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try to speak to all mm-hmm. sometimes. It will be too high for some, too low for others. So bear with me. Uh, that's a, the ta- the challenge of mixed audiences, which I have to face almost every single day. So no problem. <laughs> I'm accustomed to that. Um, do not mind if you cannot understand everything. That's a good symptom. If you finish the lecture and say, I understood everything, there's something wrong. <laughs> so at least even if you can get one single point from the whole lecture, say, oh, this was my highlight today the whole meeting is justified and if you didn't get any single point Rashan is waiting for you so you will get that, one, that point for sure <laughs> that's our trick if you didn't get with kirtan i don't think so but in case you didn't get with the kirtan in case you didn't get the lecture julian will be waiting for you with a big plate of prashan and if you cannot get that one i mean that's an extreme case whatever. So. <laughs> We'll be sharing some words today about Sri Sri Radha Raman. So Sri Sri Radha Raman is we have brought a picture of Sri Sri Radha Raman during the altar on the right side. Our right side. So it, it seems it's not a person as as Sri Nivasacharya, Puri Paramesh who also are making their appearance. But yeah, we we say yeah, it is a person. It is not only a person, but it is the Supreme Person, appearing in a very unique form, as we will speak today, mm-hmm. which we call sometimes uh Arta Sri Murti, etc. Sometimes called the Deity, maybe you have heard these terms, uh, which is a very interesting principle in the Gaudiya tradition, a form that, in which Bhagavan, for us the Absolute, appears in a way we can handle with Him. We can handle the Absolute, mm-hmm. the Infinite. I remember once I was in in Colombia and we were having some program like 12 years back or something and at the end one person approached me and said very nice everything very nice so I said everything very nice because I noticed that his mouth was saying very nice but the rest of his face was saying there is something that I cannot fully grasp yet everything (laughs) very nice well uh, and he pointed to the altar Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I cannot Fully grasp that, and he pointed to the, there was a deity of Mahapuru. Mm-hmm. So I say, what, what's the problem with with that? <laughs> I didn't say with him because it would be too much for him at the point. But with that, <laughs> I say, well, you have been speaking in the class about the infinite, the absolute. So the classical point: how can the infinite be limited to a form? Mm. Because we, in our experience, for us, form is limiting. Mm. For us, form is not facilitating but limiting Mm -hmm. I mean at least we think like that but even if we think for a while for example I know Julian is an artist maybe this are some part of his work Mm -hmm. so you have your art like on fire there inside of you and you need to express that so you need a canvas for that you need form Mm -hmm. and that form is not limiting your internal art but it's facilitating the expression of it. So, form can facilitate. Not necessarily it's contracting. Do you follow my point? Mm -hmm. So, even on this, I'm not speaking yet about the deity, but even on this plane, you can understand how sometimes form is not necessarily a limiting factor. But, well, this person told me, you are speaking about the the infinite, so... He has a carved form there. So, how can you limit the unlimited so, of course, immediately I remember one very nice point that Srila Siddhar Maharaj, one of our spiritual guides, said, he said, well, if you think by, making, by allowing the infinite to have a form, you are limiting that. Actually, the, the response will be, how can the unlimited not have a form and still be unlimited? Because unlimited means unlimited possibilities. If you say the unlimited cannot have form, the only thing you're doing that is limiting him. <laughs> That's what that Vedanta say He cannot have a form. He cannot have this. He cannot have. And in the name of praising the Absolute, but the only thing you're doing is like, he cannot have this. He cannot have that. He cannot have all the things that I have to begin with. Have form, I have personality, emotions. This, this. Mm. No, no. He cannot have. Because I don't want to limit him, he cannot have all those things. Mm. So the Absolute will say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have something? No no no, you can you are the absolute. They then limited. But unlimited means have form, have everything, but still being unlimited. Mm-hmm. So so the the principle of the deity has to do with this idea. And we will speak a little bit about how this deity form appears. Well, in this particular case it appears in a very unique way. So I would like to share with you a little bit the history, the background history to the appearance of three Radha Raman, if you give me your permission. <laughs> mm. So it all begins in South India, we could say. <laughs> South India and in Srirangam. Srirangam is like the capital of one of the main lineages of Vaishnava tradition called the Sri Sampradaya. And Sri Sampradaya is a very very beautiful lineage, I really like Sri Samprada. I mean it's not that I'm pointing to by but I really appreciate how they live their faith <laughs> mm-hmm. so the focus is to worship a form of Bhagavan, a form of the Absolute called um... Vishnu, not am God, basically <laughs> so that's an interesting idea altogether because you'll say well, yeah, it's, it's about worshiping God, right? what's the difference between what you are doing here now now we will get there what what does it mean to worship krishna mm-hmm. does it mean to worship god or does it mean to worship something more As <laughs> so we were speaking the other day is there something like god beyond god but let's go in <laughs> installments so in, in south india there was a boy called gopal bhatta mm-hmm. so he was the the son of the head priest of the main temple of this school of thought Sampradaya called in Sanskrit called Sri Sampradaya his father was called Vinkata Bhatta so Vinkata Bhatta was the head priest of this main huge temple in Saudi India and his son was Gopal Bhatta so at this time Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is, have you heard about Sri Chaitanya there? ok even if you tell me yes we have always something to say about him. So Sri Chaitanya is, in our particular tradition, our main Istadev, we could say our main deity, our main, the main form of the Absolute we worship, which is Krishna, Bhagavan, the Absolute, but in the mood of, let's say, a lover of God. So you try to think about what must it be when God wants to taste love for himself. That's the interesting situation, ontological uh, position of Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya. He's God, but he's wondering, what must my devotee be feeling for me? And what about my topmost devotee, Sri Radha, for sure? He's so intrigued about that, because he feels what she's experiencing, it seems something unknown to me, interestingly. God has that kind of existential crisis as my grandmother will say <laughs> so he wants to taste the love of his devotee and he realized oh my greatest devotee Sri Rada, is experiencing something so unique in relation to me so there must be something cool in me <laughs> because she feels that it's like if you are with someone and the other person loves you so much and feels so many things mm-hmm. in relation to you but you cannot see that because you are you <laughs> <laughs> You need to enter into the shoes, no? Like, like they say, sh- sugar cannot taste itself. Mm. No? You need a separate tongue to relish that. <laughs> so in this way, the Absolute enters into this unique uh, lila, if you will, a divine game, into which he enters into the mood and the role of being a lover of God. What does it feel? To... Like trying to tell us, that's the real thing, try to be a lover of God. No? Some people want to be God. But God Himself wants to be a, God, a lover of God. <laughs> he Himself makes it that point. Most most persons in this world want to taste what is called purusha bhav, which means the mood of being the the purusha, the enjoyer. Hmm? But the scriptures will say there is only one purusha, and everyone else is prakriti. So one purusha means the absolute is the supreme enjoyer, and everyone else is to be enjoyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We have to, of course, it's a complex idea, but it's important to understand. If you are enjoyed by the supreme enjoyer, then there is no problem. <laughs> the supreme enjoyer has the capacity of enjoying with us in such a way that we will be fully blessed as well. So, But sometimes we want to be Purusha, we want to be the enjoyer, but the very Purusha, Purushatan, the supreme Purusha, God himself, he's leaving his Purusha Bab as Mahaprabhu and trying to taste Prakritiva, the mode of a devotee, a lover. So he himself was saying, you want to be Purusha? I am Purusha Tam, the great Purusha, and I want to taste what does it feel to be on the other side of the fence, if you will. <laughs> so, follow me. <laughs> so again, some words about who is this Sri Chaitanya, the great divine God. So he accepted that was, at, what, at one point the, the order of, of sannyas, so he started traveling as part of his duty, his dharma, sannyas, traveling here and there. So he reached South India. <coughs> I'm making a long story, brief. This is an important part of the, of the Madhya-lilaf, Tritani, Tritamita. So at one point he stays at the house of Benkata Bhatta, who is the father of Kupal Goswami, Gopalbata Now, <laughs> who has a lot to do with Radha Raman. We are getting gradually to Radha Raman. And very nice connection also in between Radharaman and Srimhadev that we spoke yesterday, we will reach there eventually. So for the fourth month of the rainy season, Sri <laughs> Chaitanya Dev stayed at Bhankatabata's house. In India there's four months of Chaturmasya where Tanyas is usually stay in one single place. So there was a very interesting interaction there between Sri Chaitanya and Benkatabata. Gopal was a kid here at this point. And once Sri Chaitanya asked Venkatavata, very nice question. <laughs> he asked Venkatavata, You are worshipping Narayan, like, uh, Vishnu. And Vishnu is always with Lakshmi. And Lakshmi is the feminine counterpart of the divine. And we have these two sides of the divine equation mm-hmm. Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayan, Sitaram, etc. So the, but there is one story in the scriptures that shows how at one point Lakshmi wanted to. Run with Krishna for Rasalila this mentioned the scriptures L- Lakshmi try to enter into the divine circular dance of Krishna with the gopis in Vrindavan so Krishna you know is the sacred cowherd boy <laughs> in Vrindavan Narayan Al- 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 is God in Vaikuntha Krishna and there comes the theological point interesting Krishna is God for us God yes even Krishna is uh-huh the fountainhead of all forms of divinity. But interestingly, Krishna is not being worshipped in Vrindavan, in his, how do you call it, in his birthplace, if you will, <laughs> as a God. That's unique. Everyone in Vrindavan loved Krishna not because he's God. So that's an interesting point. He's God, but nobody loves him because he's God. And they love him more than the ones who love him because he's God. So that's like, Wow. When Uddhav went to Vrindavan and he had that experience, he, he, he engaged in short circuit. He was like, what? And he was saying to Nanda Maharaj, who had paternal affection for Krishna, oh, you're so fortunate, you love
1: yours...
0: Krishna so much as a father, he who is God. He didn't say, you love your son. He said, you love God so much in that particular mood. Nanda Maharaj said, oh, I heard that you were Shastrabid. that you knew the scriptures so much, and you are speaking such nonsense, saying that Krishna is God. I, mean, I know how God is. God is Atmaram, Aptakam, self-satisfied, Shantipurusha, he's the personification of peacefulness, and I know Krishna. He's not peaceful, he's fickle, he's restless, he cheats, he lies, he steals. I have a long list. I have Pratyaksha, personal experience, daily experience of him. I have the topmost Pramana here with me <laughs> 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 so and, 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 and Nanda say and even if he were to be God first of all he's my son second God first my son so if I have to educate him chastise him not to be spoiled when he's adult I will do it I don't care if he's God hmm. so that's the psychology unique psychology of Brindavan. they will say okay Krishna may be God Let 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 that be but that's secondary that's not you know, on the top five top ten that's somewhere there if you want yeah Brahma say those weird things Brahma Vimohan, lila. you have that picture there mm. oh yeah Bhagavan blah 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 <laughs> Indra say those things after the Govardhan lila. hey Baruna say all the Brajavadis yeah we have heard those weird stuff that they call Krishna God we know Narayan empowered him Gargacharya say that when he was born by the grace of Narayan he has done all these incredible things but he's our our Krishna. Mm-hmm. Our friend, our lala, our whatever, lover, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is the psychology of of Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. There's one very nice verse of the Bhagavad, try at openish up this yoga and kya yoga satayupagiya harim samanyatatmajam. Srila Vishanachakarvatakur mentioned this verse is the paribasa sutra of the whole Krishna Leela.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paribasa Sutra means a ruling statement Around which all the other statements move around. More, yeah. Circumbambulate in Parikram. <laughs> so this verse says, for the scripture, for the Upanishad, for all the sacred texts, Krishna is the absolute. But for Jashoda, he is his son, her son. So the point is, all the scriptures say Krishna is God. Jashoda say, no. And all the Upanishads are running after Krishna, trying to catch a glimpse of his feet and the to has Krishna in his lap, on her lap. So who, who has, who is more correct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the, our Gaudiya Siddhanta means following the Bhagavad, the psychology of the Rajavasis. So again, Krishna is this unique personality, mm-hmm. which is God, but his Godhood is totally, I mean, in Vrindavan in there is the higher Aishvarya, the higher opulence, the higher, but all of that is buried, 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 mm-hmm. under layers and layers and layers, of intimacy and affection, mm. but there is the topmost majesty there, Lakshmi, Sahasra, Satasam, Brahman, Sibyaman, Govindam, so much opulence there, but you go there and it seems ordinary rural cowherd village, so small, limited, Aprakrita prakrita is called this, a means it seems Prakrita, it seems mundane, it's A-Prakrita, it's super transcendental. When I, when you move to Vaikuntha, that's overtly transcendental. Everyone has two more arms, <laughs> no? maybe flying in the sky, oh, so I'm an extraordinary place here. And when you go even to Brahman, Brahman is like the omni, all-pervading effulgence of the Divine, it may seem even more big, bigger, a bigger place. That's interesting, because if you go to Brahman, it seems bigger. No, no limits, no form, no limits. When you go to Vaikuntha, it seems more limited because there is form, there is person. And when you go to Vrindavan, it seems even more limited. you follow? But the point is, for us, what's more spa- spacious? Vrindavan or Brahman? Actually, the, the, the spaciousness, that's the word? Spaciousness? Mm-hmm, yeah. okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> that okay. has not It has nothing to do with geographical space, but with affection. So... My point is, if I kind of love someone, I can have the whole Sahara dessert for me.
1: Mm.
0: Imagine, I give you the whole Sahara dessert, but you are alone. But, or you can be with your lover in a cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more spacious in the cave, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there is affection. So affection gives the expansive experience. Mm-hmm. So, you follow? so Brahman is so big, but there's nobody there. <laughs> there is no sense of individuality, no one to interact with, so there's no love. So how big this? Vaikuntha seems smaller than Brahman, but there is some affection there. Dasya, mm. yeah, something. Vrindavan seems even smaller, but there's so much affection. So in one sense, that's the biggest, the most spacious realm. So, my point was, <laughs> mm. Mm. <coughs> Krishna. So Mahab, Sri Chaitanya asked Venkata Bhatta, Gopal Bhatta's father, why Lakshmi wants to go with Krishna, if Lakshmi always is with Naraya. <clears throat> like trying to but in a loving way he was joking with him in a very jolly mood. he was like Lakshmi is famous as the chaste lady most chaste lady in the Vedic tradition but she wanted to rendezvous with Krishna so how do you explain that? Hmm. so Venkata said, say the Krishna and Narayan are one and the same in Tatwa, they are the same so in metaphysical truth Krishna and narayan the same absolute in different forms The Absolute can take different forms. As we ourselves are not the Absolute, but we have different faces. When you are with your grandmother, you are a person. When you are with your children, you are a person. When you are with your wife, angry, you are another person. Your wife, happy, you are another person. (laughs) Different, but you are the same person, but different faces, emotional faces. What to speak of the Absolute. So Lakshmi and Narayan are the same. Venkata same tatwa. So, no problem. Lakshmi is not being and chase going with someone else. Krishna is not I. Okay, Mahaprabhu say nice. But the second question I have, see Mahaprabhu, is why she was not able to join Krishna. At this point, Venkatabha almost faints. Because say, it's only someone who can even think of such a question has the answer to such a question. So please, you reply. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu replied to Venkatabha at this point, that, well, like she wanted to join Krishna, but she was not willing to take the necessary steps to join Krishna, which is Raganuga Sadhana. It is said that one day Lakshmi was practicing very severe penance on Bilvavan, one, one of the twelve forests in Vrindavan. And Krishna was walking nearby and saw Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune, generally adorned with the jewels and opulence, just wearing some thorn-white sari and eating roots from the forest. I mean a royal lady only eating everything cooked in ghee <laughs> no having just some So Krishna, what are you doing? Lakshmi, here. Yeah I'm practicing tapasya for entering Rasa Lila. Okay. But Krishna said that's not the way. Hmm. Oh, so what's the way? <laughs> <laughs> so Krishna replies, say well first of all <laughs> say first of all you have to leave your husband not I am. That was already too much for Lakshmi's psychology, but he, that was not all. First you have to leave Narayan. Then you have to go to Brindavan and marry some Gopa there. And then you have to leave that Gopan and come to me. <laughs> 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 and then you can enter Rasalila. That, that's the, the rules of the game.
1: So <laughs> Lakshmi
0: almost about. I mean, just by thinking, leaving Narayan, what to speak of all the... So the point is, she was not able to enter. It is said that till today, Lakshmi like insists on tapas in Belvan, but that's not the way. Mm-hmm. So, well, the point is that Sri Chaitanya there was uh, instructing in this way Benkata Bhatta and Gopal Bhatta was hearing all this as a child and became so much inspired to join Mahaprabhu, but he was very young, so Mahaprabhu said, please um, stay with your parents, take care of them, and eventually you will be joining me. So, he eventually decided that he was initiated by his uncle, Prabhupada Nanda Sarasvati, another great personality. Mm-hmm. So, Mahaprabhu continued Sri Chaitanya with his journeys, and eventually Gopal Bhatta uh, Goswami, he joined Rupa Goswami, in Sanatan Goswami, in, in Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. But it is said that on, on, when he arrived there, he had a dream, He wanted um, because Sri Chaitanya told, you will see me again in the future. Don't don't because you want to join mahaprabhu so you cannot join me now. But you will see me again. Then. So he was with that idea in mind always. So eventually he joined Rupa Sanatan in Braj while Mahaprabhu was in Jagannath Puri. Hmm? So he received the news to is with Rupa Goswami Sanatan Goswami. So Mahaprabhu revealed himself in a dream to Gopalbhat and said, "If you want to meet me, you go to the to Nepal." Hmm. Wow, unique instruction. <laughs> In Nepal, there is one sacred river called the Gandaki River. Mm. So, of course, Gopal Bhatta wanted to m- meet Mahaprabhu, so he went there. He went to the Gandaki sacred Gandaki River and entered to take bath. And he had his uh, lota, how do you say in English? Um, <laughs> Kamandal. That's not yeah, English. Just, <laughs> is <it>? uh, bathing, <laughs> Kamandal. Is in English, cup, no. <laughs> <laughs> bathing pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. So he took water from the river. And there was something else apart from water in the river. He said there were 12 what we call shalagram shilas, which are a particular type of stone, sacred stone for us, which represents different forms of Bhagavan, of the Absolute, and have different fo- uh, marks that speak about the different avatars of Bhagavan. So, I mean, generally, it's not that you do like this and you get the shalagram shila so quickly. but like he did like this and he got 12 of them. <laughs> So he said, "What's this?" So he put the salagram, the shilas, back into the water. And he took water again to to bathe. Again, the twelve shilas were there. So again, he threw them to the river one more time. So they say after the t- third time, it's it's done. <laughs> so he found this he these twelve silas, So he decided to take with them. So in this point, the worship of these shilas starts in the Gaudiya Sampradaya in our lineage. So, but he's not uh, fully, how to say, fully sure how this represents Mahaprabhu, saying to him, you will find me in Nepal still. <laughs> so he cont- he starts to worship these 12 sacred stones, he goes back to Braj some years pass, and he has a very burning desire hmm. to see Mahaprabhu, to meet with him, but eventually Mahaprabhu passes away, I mean enters into uppercut, if you will. We do not say passes away, literally, but he... Ent- an mm-hmm. unmanifested state. So, so imagine, for Gopal Bhattis, like Mahaprabhu promised to me that he will meet me again. But that never happened. He passed, he left this world. <laughs> so, and, and at the same time, he had received lots of clothes for dressing the deity. But of course, the shilas are stones, like, generally are, like, round. So you can dress them with arms and legs and turbans and whatever. So he had all these clothes and he had a desire of worshipping Bhagavan in that particular, using those dresses. So I saw the point, to make it long story short, he was, the day before today, the day of Narasimha where we were celebrating yesterday, Gopal Gopalbhata Goswami, he was absorbed in the narrative of Prahlad, and Rizim Hadev. Maybe you have heard about that. This is a very unique half-man, half-lion manifestation of Bhagawan, <laughs> And uh, which appears out of a pillar, technically speaking, strictly speaking, appears out of Pralat's bhakti. <laughs> That's the womb out of which Rizim Hadev appears, strictly speaking. To protect Pralat Maharaj, devote. So the point is, Gopal Bhatta was thinking, oh my God, Bhagawan appeared from a from a stone to pralat, why he cannot appear from one of these stones to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean he was not considering the shila as just stone, but he was one he had some deep particular desire, burning desire. So he was absorbed in appreciating Pralat's bhakti, devotion, and he fell asleep that night, after Sri this. lamenting Alas, Alas, because of that, but absorbed and gross in Prahlad's bhakti but with his particular wish of worshipping Hare Krishna Mahapur, So the next day, today, one day like today, some, whatever, 400 something years back, more, almost 500 years ago, so he w- w- awoke, and he was carrying these 12 shilas on one basket. So he saw that the cover of the basket was like moved, so he was fearful, maybe some snake was there. So he was like, with one stick moving gradually and uh, he saw that one of the 12 silas had manifested in the form of Sri Sri Adharaman. Ki So it is to say that today we are celebrating that unique moment, uh-huh. where this sila became self manifested So Sri Sri Raman is a very uh, important deity for us, very famous deity, we may say even one of the most famous deities in the whole Vrindavan, Along with know, Banki Bihari and some others, and especially very famous, very famous because it's a self-manifest deity. Mm. That's not usually happening. <laughs> Generally, a deity is being carved, which for us there is no difference, strictly speaking, in how much the absolute is present there if it's followed with the proper procedure. But if it's self-manifest, I mean, there's no doubt <laughs> that Bhagavan is there and of course we will say that Sisera was not carved strictly speaking but was carved out of Gopal Bhatta's love mm-hmm. in one sense mm-hmm. you know, as we were saying yesterday Krishna, God, the Absolute will take different forms carved out of the love of each devotee Yantyadiyadnaurugaya vivabha yantam mm-hmm. tatbha su, tad tatanugrahaya he says, according to how a devotee meditates in Bhagavan, he will reciprocate manifesting a particular form out of his mercy. But of course, also Srutakshita Pata. Not, if I imagine any form whatsoever, Bhagavan is like Jimi Hendrix and he will have to appear like that. No, that won't happen. <laughs> but Shrutekshita Pata, which means, according to the parameters of what Shruti, of what revelation says, which are the... The opportunities in the menu, if you will, <laughs> in the ontological menu. These are the different forms of the Absolute. So according to your particular affinity, he will reciprocate. tam So, Gopal Bhatta had a particular wish and that bhakti make Krishna take that form. So the form of Krishna, to say it poetically, the form of Krishna is carved out of the love of a devotee. <laughs> it's a byproduct of the love of the devotee again like I said before if you are in front of your grandmother you, you will at, at take the form of grandchildren <laughs> I mean the form is the same if you will but you take the mood you enter into that character or, or yeah, and with your wife and with different moods and we are speaking about experiences here but what if we speak about form, I mean interactions based on pure love spiritual love and spiritual bodies. They can really change forms and transform in a unique way. (laughs) So, we can say, in the form of of Krishna, it's his reply to the love of the devotee. So, Gopal Bhatta had this burning desire, and Radharaman appeared in this very unique form, which is again, uh, self-manifest, out of the Salagram sila, and it is said that you cannot carve, even if you, someone may say, no, no, someone may have carved that Salagram sila. now they want to make some business out of the self-manifest deity whatsoever. (laughs) But it is said that if the Salagram sila's its constitution is such, if you try to carve a Salagram sila, it breaks immediately. Mm. So you cannot, you can try, you cannot, it will break up immediately. So when you see the form of Radha Raman, it is made of, Shalagram, the same material. It's not carved, it cannot be carved. But even you can see its teeth. Mm. You cannot see here because but maybe with some binocular or something you will see in the mm. picture. So much detail in his tribangalita form, curved in three parts. It is and it is to say that this form of Raman. okay we'll have some closed darshan it seems. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this form of Sushi yeah, in this form of Radha Raman all the main deities of Vrindavan are present and there's one famous verse that says that the face of Radha Raman comes from Gobindaji, his chest come from Gopinath and his feet come from Madan Mohan so the three main deities of Vrindavan for us Madan Mohan, Govinda and Gopinath are all present in, in, in Radha Raman so one say that if, even if you go to a sacred place like Vrindavan you are not able to, to visit all the temples, you won't be able, there are 5,000. <laughs> but if you visit Radha Raman, you visit the whole Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. All, all of the deities are there. All, all of Vrindavan is, is present there, uh-huh. in that particular form, yeah, absolutely. Which, interestingly, also is a, is a deity, one of the very few deities in Vrindavan that never left Vrindavan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because in the past, because of Mogul, Mogul,
1: Mughal. Mughal, Mughal.
0: Mughal attacks in Brindadevi. Some of the deities have to be carried to Jaipur, Karoli, <laughs> and so on. But Radharamanji has somehow or other stayed there. Only Radharaman and Brindadevi, these are the two deities that never moved out of Brindavan. Mm-hmm. So we have many aspects to especially uh, emphasize the position of, of this special deity, and that's why it is celebrated today, mm-hmm. the appearance of of sri radha raman and of course in the context of of gopal Badi. so this is the deity of radha raman it's only it may seem only krishna but at the same time to say it's a combined form of radha and krishna radha okay. raman of course radha raman can be a name for krishna only he is radha raman but raman can be only a name for krishna mm-hmm. so we have radha and raman combined in one form they want the the, the, one, the, the, the ghost who worship radha raman of course had some crown also on the side of the deity representing Sirada and they say that they have carved the whole like extra altar just in case she wishes to self-manifest someday mm-hmm. <laughs> it can happen but They didn't they didn't feel carving a deity since Radha Ramon was self-manifest so they say okay if Radha wants to come she has to self-manifest but if not the two of them are conceived in, in that combined form mm-hmm. and Similarly, Sri Chaitanya is combined, is present in that combined form. Because Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nahyanya, Rupanok, Janira, jivan. So for us, Sri Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna combined in a particular way, for sure. So in this way, Gupal had Goswami had his, uh, his wish granted. He wanted to worship Krishna in a particular way, and in this way Mahaprabhu granted him again, his audience. He has promised, I will meet you again. Mm -hmm. This is the form he was was to meet again. So, in case some of you visit Vrindavan someday, please Mm -hmm. do not forget to go to the Temple of Sri Sri a very special standard of worship, as we spoke today, combining different things, different elements from worship from the Sri Rangan, Temple from South India, different elements like regarding the offering of Prashad from the Jagannath Temple and lots of, of course, Brajavasi culture as well. So, Vrindavan, South India and Puris all are present in Radharaman. And very beautiful offerings of Kirtan and dancing and etc. So, we wanted to share some words today regarding Shri Radharaman and especially trying to shed light of, on, on the Bhakti of, of, of Bhatta and on the principle of how according to the type of devotion we have, Bhagavan is there to reciprocate accordingly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Remember, this is a two-way street. you say in English, two-way street? So it's not that only we pray to God and we speak and and, and there's nothing coming from the other side. He's as a person as we are. And more, of course. But the point is, he's a person also. Supreme person, but the word person is there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So sometimes we... In the very beginning, for us, God remains as a, some type of theological person. Mm-hmm. In theory, yeah, he's a theological, but not a real person yet. Sometimes we do, not, we do not act as if he is a real person sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what happens, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We officially may be theistic people, believers, Vaishnavs, Christians, whatever. <laughs> but sometimes we do not act out, mm-hmm. Our, our belief. The other day, I was seeing one an, an interview with Jordan Peterson, and it was interesting. He's a famous psychologist, and he is he's Christian, but he uses to say, "I behave as if I will believe in God." He never says, "I believe in God." He generally says, "I act, I try to act as if I will believe." So someone asks, "Why you say that?" And He tried to explain this poem because it's not so easy to, I mean, you can say, "I believe in God," but it. So cheap can those words can be so cheap. I believe in God, I'm Christian, I'm Baish now, I am Vaishnava, I I worship Krishna. But if you in your daily life you're not acting out your belief,
1: I mean mm-hmm.
0: what's the value of those words? So he said, I prefer not to say it so easily, I believe in, and try to concentrate in acting as if he is real. Because that's the only way that will happen. I mean if we <laughs> If we ourselves are not convinced he's a real person look <laughs> can we do? So of course it's part of the process. In the beginning God is unfathomable and a whole mysterious reality, but gradually he has to be a person more and more interacting in our life. So in the be- and in the principle of the deity is similar because when you see a deity, we have here Gorni tiles, you may feel they're not moving. No? There, there there's some statue, are still sometimes the story is given like <laughs> like a father who was about to die and he wanted to give the inheritance to his four he had four sons so he wanted to know which is the one who really will appreciate what i have to give so he imitated like if if he was dying he was not dying yet but he so he made like i'm um, uh, mm-hmm. so all the th- sons were there and three of them were just speaking amongst themselves, what we will do with inheritance, and we're like, hopefully that passes away, soon, blah, 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 blah. He was hearing all that. But one son was like trying to cure him and seeing what's serve, serving, him, serving him. So the point is that he was aware of everything, and suddenly he came. And all the, the three ones were like, oh my God, <laughs> we lost our inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was just focusing on serving him. Mm-hmm. so similarly the deity seems there's nobody there sleeping dead like but he's hearing everything mm-hmm. looking at everything and how are we behaving oh, that's one point no? are we behaving as if is he's is there or just like hmm? so of course we have to begin somewhere and the scripture will say a, 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 a neophyte practitioner will at least perceive God in the altar
1: <laughs>
0: unidirectional ok he's there mm-hmm. the altar opens the Krishna. The altar clothes, I behave in a different way. <laughs> I enter the temple, I follow all the protocol, hands here, head down, blah blah blah. I go out of the temple, take my cell phone and I'm somewhere else. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm not aware yet of the universality of my deity. Mm-hmm. Before, I, I see my deity only there. I'd look there, oh no, Gornita is, is there only. No no. I, I'm not able yet to carry my vision wherever I go mm. and that's why we still behave we still do nonsense so many moments in our life because we lose sight of oh Krishna still there mm. my Guru is there one devotee told me you should act as if your Guru is always next to you because he is actually it's not as if but at least start with as if of course if you realize that you, we should be protected of so much nonsense we still may do So, gradually, we are awakening to the fact that... And again, this is not with fear. It's not that God is seeing you, so do not do nonsense because you will be just... It's not in that sense. Because it's in the sense, I want to love this person. I want to be really honest and deep and authentic. So, I don't want to cheat myself. And I know that person is looking at me everywhere, in every moment. With love, with eyes of love, that's my point. God is not looking at us like, He has Sudarshan, but as we said the other day, Sudarshan means proper vision. Sudarshan. It's not that I will cut your head. It takes the form of that in in some narratives, but it means I replace your distorted vision and provide you with the blessed eye. So, yeah, gradually we are to realize Bhagavan, God is, is there also. And as much as we relate to the deity in this case, as if God is there, the deity will reciprocate you have the standard of how I don't know Sanatan Goswami was worshipping Mother Mohan you won't find that in any archana and <laughs> mm-hmm. no, he, was saying to Ma- he was preparing this this bread he used to make unsalted bread to Mother Mohan <laughs> so one day he offered the bread to Mother Mohan being a Babaji without any resources and just some little bread without salt and Mother Mohan told him the deity spoke to him do you have any salt maybe <laughs> Because it's unsalted for the last maybe three years, so it's a little bit salt, it's impossible. So that's already astonishing. Mohan speaking and asking for salt, but this is not the end. And Senatan Goswami will say, No, 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 no. Salt? I know you. First salt, then ghee, then gulab jamun, then (laughs) kachori. You you are the supreme and you want everything. And I told you from day one, I'm Babaji, I only have this. <laughs> so if you want this, if we want, we continue like this. If not, you know where you can go. No? <laughs> that <Yeah>. was Sanatana <laughs> Goswami's reply. There was no Idam Nai Bedyam, Krishna. No, no, it was like <laughs> that's in any handbook of worship.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> And my mom no, no, it's okay. We continue with the unsalted bread, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want your bhakti. That that was the point. I don't care salt or not salt. I want your bhakti. Krishna's diet is on, on bhakti. That's that's a diet. That's a menu. It may take the form of this and that, but sometimes one devotee told me, when I told him, I, I do not take milk products unless they come from a himsa background. Mm-hmm. I told him, but Krishna loves milk so much. You know, I say." Krishna, Krishna's diet is, is a bhakti. It's not a milk products. He may take the form of that, but if there's no bhakti, he doesn't care. Patram, pushpan, do bhakti. bhakti. In that verse he says, "Hey, water, leaf, fruit, flower, whatever you want, but bhakti, bhakti. Two times he said, bhakti, bhakti. So, if there's no bhakti, Duryodhana prepare a whole feast and Krishna had no ears, no tongue, no nothing. He went for the banana peels of Vidura's wife you remember <laughs> the story so. <laughs> so my point is when you behave as if the deity is there and you really it's not just okay I will force myself to do that but you really are there Krishna is there Krishna starts to speak, Krishna starts to move he's not doing that, that now because he knows we are not ready for that yet that's my guru will will save because if the deity starts to speak your life is over I mean, you, know, you have no time for anything else. Krishna says, I want this, I want this, come this, bring me this. You have to just leave for that. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> and he knows we are not yet ready for that. So he remains in Mona, Mona Lila, not speaking. It seems he's not moving, seems not speaking. He's there. As much as we allow ourselves to hmm? leave for the detail, the detail will reciprocate, will speak, with, and someday we'll ask you for. Some little more salt, <laughs> or something. So in this way, everything is about bhakti ultimately. But some ideas I, I don't want to to overly extend, but I don't know if we have some few minutes for if you have any questions, something you may like to share. No, Um Mara,
1: thank you for the class. Um, I have a question.
0: It seems that the brjbasis have a very familiar. Uh, Kind of relationship with Krishna, and if we are in following the Vajvasis how do we develop this mood, but not do it in a way that's uh, artificial or um, premature when it comes to our relationship with Krishna? Because we might say we might say the same thing like uh, now you want salt and this but <laughs> it's not it's not something that's natural. It's something that's kind of like unnatural. So how do we develop our natural? Uh, familiarity you could say with mm, yeah and yeah, that's a very important point because it's very easy to engage in imitation and we are for following the footsteps Raga anuga means anuga means following the, so you have this concept of anukarana and anusharana so anukaran means to imitate someone mm. does something and does just repeat externally what the other is doing without understanding why an anusaran is almost the same word. Just saran means essence. So anusaran means I follow the essence of what the other is doing. So I follow the essence means now Ras is doing something, and before I do the same thing, I ask myself why he's doing that, from which place, mm. which is his inner situation. I I am ready to do that. It's I, should I be doing that or not? So that takes some introspection to realize. I'm on that level, so regarding your question in that sense, what is recommended mostly for us, I would say, is in order to follow in the footsteps of the brajavasis, it's very recommended to follow those brajavasis as they appear as sadakas in the gaur lila. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gaur lila for us is the entry point to krishna lila. Prabhupada Nanda Sarasvati makes that point. He said As much as you immerse yourself in the service of Mahaprabhu, you emerge in the service of Sri Radha. another way as much as you enter Gaur Lila, you emerge Krishna Lila. Because all the players in the Gaur Lila are the players in the Krishna Lila,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: appearing as sadakas Sadak means practitioner, and showing the example of how, especially the Goswamis, will say, because not everyone in the Lila is an example to follow in the sense some may be a little bit unconventional, like Anitana <laughs> <laughs> Prabhu, Abadut, vidyanidhi no? I mean, you cannot kind of follow them. I mean, it's, it's very unique. But Srupa Sanatan Goswami they gave an example of practice and sadhana, renunciation and, and compassion and all the qualities of the devotee and, I, and all of them are eternal players in Vrindavan. So the point is, go through the Gaur Lila and you will find yourself in, in Krishna Lila. That's the natural way Rupa Goswami so says Seva Sadaka Rupena Siddha Rupena chatrahe That's one of the aspects of Raghunava Bhakti serving yours Sadhaka Rupa and Siddha Rupa. So Sadaka Rupa means our form as practitioners now which somehow correspond with Gorlila. gorlila is a lila of sadhakas you know, in Gorlila everyone is perfect but they behave as practitioners it's a very exciting lila because as practitioners <laughs> they I mean in the scripture says if you chant Hare Krishna once this will happen of course if you do it perfectly <laughs> Because you can do that say, uh, th- that didn't happen to me. <laughs> but that, did, that happens during Gorlila. All the most incredible things that happen in the life of a devotee happen every single moment in Gorlila. They say, Hari Krishna, they pass out in ecstasy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You never hear that Rupa Goswami chanted many rounds because generally he chanted half a syllable of Maha Mantra pass out. So don't ask Rupa Goswami how many chants. How many rounds did you chant today? <laughs> 16 rounds today? <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, yeah, for it to not be an imitation, because again, Brajalila may seem overtly like they are enjoying, they are playing, they are not chanting japa, they are not practicing sadhana, so should I dress like a gopa, like a gopi? We know that's not the, our line. <laughs> so, no, the example to follow a sadhak, as sadhakas, as practitioners, is those of the members of Lila, the Goswamis, in their books, in their teachings, in their example. And by proper association, proper guidance, gradually, internally, a certain affinity will be there for Krishna-lila. And we will culture that, of course, under the guidance of Sri Guru and the Vaishnavas. But as much as we um, engage ourselves in sadhana in the context of of Lila, so I will really emphasize Lila, because we are in the Gorlila now. That's an important point. It's not that, oh, gorlila is over some centuries back, I was close to that. No, no, Gorlila is still going on. It's an ongoing reality. Through Parampara, we have the chance of engaging in Sankirtan, Yuga Dharma, Guru Seva, etc. That's gorlila That's being a Sadaka. So, by doing that properly a corresponding identity in Krishna Lila happens my Guru master will say that you want to that Deha first try to take advantage of the sadhaka Deha no. some people want I want my siddha Deha I want my eternal spiritual identity in Brindavan but you, your Guru already gave you a sadhaka Deha mm-hmm. a body of a practitioner an identity a sense of identity as a devotee that's a very interesting he gave you a new name okay. a new s- details that make a new identity so, try to take advantage of that. As much as you engage your sadhakadeha the you see that deha will come naturally. No need of looking for that externally. There is some process for that, and there is place for that, but it can also come naturally. Mm-hmm. So, I will say, if you follow, if we follow the Goswami, there is no place for, for imitation, because they were not doing this cheap imitation or doing whatever, but they were really strict in their practice and in their teachings and in their virtues. So by culturing that, we will find ourselves at some point in in Brach, if you will, with some affinity. Mm -hmm. And that will be cultured internally, simultaneously. In our school, and this this may sound astonishing, (laughs) but we project ourselves to having two spiritual identities simultaneously, in krishna leela and in Gaur-lila, mm. interestingly. Mm-hmm. So that begins here, and Gaur-lila is that beginning point. I don't know if that helps. Thank you, yes. Okay. Something else? Any, any other question? Comment? I,
1: one thing I'm thinking about uh, yeah. is, um, what's the balance uh, between patience and
0: having spiritual desire Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: that's a very like longing and patience if you will I always think give the example of a pregnant lady Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not my experience in this lifetime but (laughs) Mm I have been I'm writing a book and I have felt experience that that writing is kind of going through pregnancy Mm -hmm. all the labor stages like conceiving and starting and is about to be born, but not yet and and he's born, and some other things come there so the point is when you are when when a lady is pregnant she's so he has she has so much longing of meeting with her child desire is there, but also patience has to be there at least for nine months <laughs> before but if but she has to have longing as well. It's not that, no, I'm patient. I don't care. For nine months, I'm just waiting. I don't, I don't feel anything. <laughs> he, he will come when he will come. No problem. I mean, that's not a matter. <laughs> but you're going to have extreme longing without patience because you will open your, your belly at the fourth month and that will end nicely. <laughs> so you have to balance longing and patience, longing and patience, longing. Of course, depending on the particular stage we are in, those will will play out in different proportions you know? in, in very advanced stages we will see the devotees losing patience because of since genuine spiritual longing, you cannot imitate that again <laughs> but in, in very advanced stages devotees will pray, I mean there are so many books of, full of prayers, Kusum or Kusumanjali, Radha Sudan so Sudanese, very high books where its authors are, every verse is a cry in longing for the deity to appear, I am about to die without you. I cannot live long. But they really feel that. I mean, it's, I mean, imagine when you really love someone. We can have a glimpse of that in this world. Let's speak about madness for a moment. <laughs> Why people go mad in this world? Generally, because they are attached to something and they lose that. Mm-hmm. They cannot get that thing they are attached to. They lose. They became mad. So something similar happens with spiritual madness. <laughs> you want something and and, it's, and you cannot get it fully, and, and and you kind of go mad. But it's a desirable madness, no? So free will means you choose which type of madness you will finish in, <laughs> basically, <laughs> divine one or the other one. Divine madness in love. That's my point. When you are in fall in love. You are like a mad person, basically. You're like, oh, what's going on? Hey. hey. Come here, come back to your. <laughs> no, no, no. So, but in the beginning, of course, patience is, is really required. It goes hand by hand with tolerance as well. But at, at the same time, it's interesting because, again, it, sh- it should be done in such a way that, that longing is, is nourished at the same time. No? Like, it's not that, okay, I will wait for Krishna whenever he wants to give me his grace. I will wait for this. I'm really patient. <laughs> maybe your heart is becoming like stone basically, not that you are really patient <laughs> so, so we have to be patient again, it's very personal according to each one's stage, but for example the Bhagavatam will say famous verse if you really want the mercy of God, you should really learn to tolerate all the results of your previous Misdeeds, let's say, and receive them with a big smile, f- thinking, actually, if if I would have to receive the real result of my previous activities, I will have to result something very much bigger than this. But Krishna is so merciful that He reduced the whole thing to this that is coming. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, this is happening, coming to me, say, with your body, words, and mind, you glorify Krishna. You don't just tolerate, but you glorify him. But okay, again, this is not force. At the beginning, you may feel, oh, "I have to tolerate, I have to be patient," and you need some knowledge for being patient. Because if I tell you just tolerate, I say, by why, Shut up! Tolerate. It won't, it won't work." But if I explain you, because of this you should tolerate. Because, oh, now I understand why I should tolerate. So that knowledge. Uh, schools me and I can tolerate okay but at one point if you are more advanced you won't feel I have to tolerate you follow at one point you say okay I have to tolerate this person who is so envious but eventually you will become so loving and compassionate you won't feel I have to tolerate you will be melting of compassion for that person who is still envious maybe (laughs) but your approach is totally different so there is a point that, that you won't feel uh, I have to tolerate anymore. I have to be patient. At least in relation to certain things. But in, in relation to other things you will feel, I'm losing my patience because of, of Krishna's. So, longing is important and it's very important for us in our tradition of Raga Bhaktis. That's the real currency. If you want, says Rupa Goswami, if you want to achieve this Krishna Bhakti Rasa bhavitamati and Śrīla Prabhupāda said, said once, my, the idea for naming my society Krishna Consciousness came from this verse, he said. Mm. Krishna Bhakti Rasa bhavitamati This verse speaking about Krishna Bhakti Rasa. He will translate that as Krishna Consciousness. Mm. But it's important to understand what he meant when he said Krishna Consciousness. Ultimately, what are the implications of Krishna Consciousness? Tasting. Krishna Bhakti Rasa <laughs> and he says this verse is there's only one price to pay tatra api kalamulem that's to be paid in coins of laulem or lobha means greed longing mm. hmm? so I want that I want that I mean if you are not greedy no? it's like if you want to take I don't know you are in India and you want to a rasa gula which is some sweet Oh, Rasagula. I'm greedy for a Rasagula. So you want, okay, I will, oh, I didn't block money. Okay, no Rasagula. That means you are not greedy. (laughs) If you are greedy, you will think somehow or other I have to get that Mm Rasagula. I have to steal money, I have to steal the Rasagula, I have to (laughs) beg, I have to work, but I will have to get get that Rasagula. Bhishma Chakrabartakul gives that example in Raghavarma Chandrika. He said, someone wants the Rasagula. And, and, and is informed okay you want this Rasagula which is a milk uh, sweet okay so you need milk okay so you need a cow so you need a cow you need to feed the cow you need to take care of the cow you need to milk the cow you get the milk you have to process the milk blah blah blah, blah. Rasagula <laughs> <laughs> so the point is the person is so greedy that is willing to follow all the rules and regulations that's the in order to reach the object of his greed, I mean, he's following all that not because for for the sake of the rules and regulations. Because I want everything to converge in my rasagula, mm-hmm. <laughs> material example, of course. Mm. But if you have greed for Krishna, and say I want Krishna. What what I have to do? What I have to do to to get him? You have to follow this and this and this. It may seem you are doing something else. No, what that's have to me what I have to do with gi- giving grass to a cow with getting a rasagula. Mm-hmm. This it seems it's disconnected but the person is all oh, this is for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. So we will be patient and follow certain rules like this, but ideally there should be some fire here. On <laughs> some level, some flame <laughs> some longing, <laughs> some ideal that has been injected by association by the sadhus in our lives the personifications of this passionate love because that's the ragatmikas beings were made of passionate love so so yeah, we we should be patient and we should be (laughs) impatient at the same time I mean, sometimes we say the process is gradual and it is, because sometimes it's important also to and we didn't finish the, the answer Sometimes devotees may get impatient and may like like how to say like over idealized what should be happening now maybe they're let's say they are in one stage of the practice let's say they are in anarthanivritti badhana kriya but they have not a clear idea of which are the symptoms of that stage and they are expecting something else to happen they are expecting certain experiences that will only come when you reach ruchi as active <laughs> so it will never happen at that stage you follow mm-hmm. so you get discouraged oh I'm chanting but this and that is not but that won't come at that stage that will come at this stage mm-hmm. so the point is you should understand everything will come gradually because if not you kind of rush and and are not able to I mean you can become evasive even in the name of spiritual progress you may want to taste the highest thing but that may be unconsciously you are trying to avoid some inferior thing that you have to deal with with now. And that may be totally relative, if you will, some mm-hmm. emotional dysfunctional issue <laughs> that you have to solve first before you want to follow the footsteps of the <laughs> You Follow, and he may say, "Oh, but that's so relative and embarrassing. That has nothing to do with the ideal of braj." Yes, it has to do, like milking the cow and getting the Rasagula If you do in context. Some devotees, even I know, they may need to go to a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. no problem. If you need that for perfecting your sadhana, okay, not to distract it from your sadhana, but if you really need to go to the doctor for physical thing or for mental thing in order to be a more integrated human being and and be a a realistic devotee, (laughs) it's okay. The most unbecoming thing will be to have someone with the highest ideal in theory, and the most dysfunctional example in practice. That's mm-hmm. like, oh my mm-hmm. God, so <laughs> untasteful. <laughs> but that happens. We speak the highest idea from the mouth off, but from the mouth in, we have so many remaining issues to be solved on a more relative platform. So be careful of not taking shelter in a higher idea and just escape from so called inferior things. No? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, the process is grabbing. But not that gradual either <laughs> because you can take that as an, as, as an excuse oh it's gradual it's gradual it's gradual yeah yeah but make some progress it's gradual it's gradual. <laughs> yeah but gradual means you keep moving also it's not that it's gradual and i remain like stuck there stamba paralyzed it's as gradual as you want to, it to be gravel so it's not that gradual either some <laughs> fire has to be there so if you remain in proper association I will say that 's the most important thing because proper association won 't let you like drown in your comfort zone <laughs> when you get too much accustomed in the sofa of the ego, if you will, the sadhu will come and very lovingly like pinch you pinch you say
1: yeah
0: that 's the role of you, yeah, yeah that 's the role of the Sadhu to make you uncomfortable
1: <laughs> in the healthy way
0: in the healthy way, no, not to make you like conformist like mediocre, but trying to m- make you... That's the role of the guru. My my, my guru, my, my spiritual master always say that. The, my role as a guru is to to make you uncomfortable. In the sense of to make you think.
1: Mm.
0: No? Because you run to the comfort zone, I'll kick you out of that. With some idea, some questions. And you think you have firm faith, I will say something that will create doubt. Mm. But doubt, not in a negative way, but doubt for you to rethink... <clears throat> Am I so sure that I have understood everything perfectly? Or there is something more? And there is always something more. (laughs) The role of the Guru is to keep us in that progressive (laughs) Vaishnavism area. Like, there is always room for improvement. There is always room. Silas Sermas once said that. He said, like, approaching the the infinite means that you will realize that there is no limit for progress. And then he said, are you ready for that? Are you ready to enter in a place where you realize there's no limit to how much progress I can make? Mm. It's difficult, it's, it's challenging. Because you make some progress, but there's always so much progress. So you never will feel, I made progress. <laughs> there's always more to attain, More. that's the nature of love. Love is fulfilling, but also there's always something else that can be attained. And more, and more, and more. Mm. So, we need to prepare ourselves to, uh, to inhabit that land. <laughs> now we speak the concepts, but we need to inhabit the concept also, eventually. Gradually, but not that gradually. <laughs> 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 so, patience and longing, patience and longing. In good association, we will receive the, the doses of all that. Something else? Some other question? Commentary? <clears throat> Julian, I know you have many questions. His yeah. <laughs> son had a question?
1: So you keep speaking Spanish, Maharaj. Spanish. Uh, hey. In Spanish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now it translates in English. Some <laughs> questions, some questions.
1: <laughs>
0: he said that he was missing me a little bit.
1: Asun Maharaj, continue speaking. No question.
0: As soon as my dear Asian keeps crying, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's a confirmation of, we are in the right place. No? Real tears are coming. That's confirmation. Krishna's yeah. blessing, Harikata here. <laughs> okay. So I think we, there are no no more questions, no further questions, we can stop here. Maybe sing a little, a little bit more before finishing. Sure. Yeah. So, some Shri Shishirada Raman Kirtan. Shri Radha Manju yeah. ki, Jai Shriya Gurude ki, Gaur Bhakta Grindaki, Jai Shri Harinam Prabhu ki, Jai Gaur Primananda